Welcome to Lunch Break, a special weekly series of the Eternal Entrepreneur that gives you bite-sized pieces of wisdom on how to build a functional faith and business. Each episode unpacks a short, actionable topic you can put into practice this week. Let's get into it. Hello again. Thank you for joining us for Lunch Break. I am Pierce Brantley, co-host of the Eternal Entrepreneur, and today we are going to talk about how to leverage power. You might be saying, Pierce, what do you mean by leveraging power? Are we talking about some kind of superhero, Marvel-type skill set that I haven't yet tapped into? Not on this episode, but stay tuned. No, I'm talking about something that every single entrepreneur regardless of the spectrum that you're on, whether you are a solopreneur, a consultancy, whether you got five people or 500 people in your small business, power is something that every entrepreneur desires. And you may not articulate it with that language, and that might be a good thing, but every entrepreneur that I've met and you have met shares a common trait, and that is the desire to make their own decisions to have a sense of autonomy, of freedom, and to affect positive change in the lives of other people, whether that be their immediate family or those they serve through their services and their products and the business engine that they've created. And so power is something that all of us can use in a positive way. And as Christians, we've been given a bonus kind of power canon, and that is the ability to leverage the spiritual intuition that God has given us to positively impact other people in a way that cannot, can otherwise not be done. But power in the kingdom does not look like power in the world, meaning the power that I've been given as a Christian does not affect or accomplish the same outcomes that what we'd say worldly power or superficial power, fleshly power, however you want to call it, would accomplish. So worldly power, let's look at some definitions, looks like more control. Who hasn't been underneath a controlling boss or been in partnership with a controlling partner in business? And what happens? They may have, in some cases, the ability to control whatever outcome they want, but they crush people and they're okay crushing people. I uh, knew a guy once, a very powerful VP for a billion dollar company, and he got um, another VP fired and he was so proud of it. And he did it by leveraging his influence and then berating the guy in public over and over again. He made a grown man, grown mid 40 year old man cry and quit. And he was so proud of himself for having the, you could call it influence, but the ability to do it, to get away with it and then get the outcome that he wanted. That's power. There's other kinds of power, like the ability to shape industry, the ability, the ability to have a competitive edge that only your company can take benefit from. You look at companies like Facebook and some of the tech giants and even some of the legislative kind of things that are coming out right now about how much power can a company give. That's another type of power. But power in the kingdom, Christian power, is something entirely different. And it's something that I want us to get really focused on 
because it's a really good thing. And as Christians, we tend to shy away from anything, I think, that looks like worldly strength. And I hate using that language, and you probably hate that I use that language, but you know what I mean. Something that looks like superficially prideful type stuff. But the reality is that God has given us power, and we are supposed to use that power, but recognizing it, owning it, having confidence in it, and using it throughout the day is something entirely different because we don't talk about it a lot in the church. So the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of soundness of mind. He has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and soundness of mind. It feels so good to say. The worldly sense of power comes from a place of fear, even if it doesn't look like it. When we have a fear-based mindset, we default to control. We become controlling managers, controlling operators, controlling entrepreneurs. They get so hyper-focused on making sure our opinion of a situation is executed that our ability to act out of true power, true love, and true soundness of mind, which is actually discipline, is ineffective. It's unreachable because we are so hyper-focused on our own fear, our desire to control the outcome of a situation. Nothing good comes from that. The the world wasn't designed that way. Just look at all the freedoms that God has given humanity. We're in more or less, in many ways, unleashed outside of the boundaries that he's defined throughout nature. So what is Christian or godly power? The most beautiful example is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Before he goes to the cross, before he goes to pay the penalty, for our sins and to, you know, bring us into relationship with God in a new and more profound way. What happens? So he finishes praying for his disciples, for the world, for those who know him. And if you know the story, the guards come and the Roman guards along with some of the, the Jewish priests, and he is about to be arrested. And one of his disciples goes on the crowd and thinking that it is time for Jesus to really show his true power and for the kingdom of God in uh, a governmental sense to be effective, draws his sword and swings it at one of the soldiers. And you get this picture of almost like a Neo type guy dodging a bullet sort of scene. He cuts off the guy's ear, which means more than likely Peter was not aiming for the guy's ear. He was going for a critical moral combat type blow and missed because the guy juked him. The guy's ear falls off and you get the sense that Peter is ready to swing again. And Jesus says, enough of this. Enough of this. Which in the moment might be confusing if you think that the kingdom of God is meant to be accomplished through force through violence, through a competitive edge, through having the sharper end of the stick. Jesus leverages his power, his authority, in a completely different way. He bends down. He picks up the soldier's ear, brushes it off, goes up to the soldier, puts the ear back on the man, and heals him instantly. Authority and power in the kingdom has two outcomes. It resurrects, look at the life of Jesus, our lives, and it restores. It brings things back to what they were supposed to be. 
And then lastly, to a greater extent, it empowers. That's what he does with every one of us in Christ. He gives us new freedoms and new abilities and new lives, new leases on lives. Power in the kingdom, Christian power, godly power, resurrects, it restores, makes things new, or it empowers. Those are the attributes, the traits of kingdom godly power. The reason we do not see more of the power of God manifesting itself in our businesses is not because we don't have an intuitive sense of what it is. It's because we are hell-bent on control, on getting what we want out of a boardroom, out of a meeting, out of a project decision, out of our opinions being heard. After all, we're the boss, we're the entrepreneur. This is our business. That's what we go to. No one is going to disrespect us or make us think a different way. That's where we naturally go to in the moment in our pride when decisions get heated. That mindset, that desire to have control, forgive me for sounding a little obtuse, but it's a form of witchcraft because you are hell-bent on controlling the outcomes no matter what in order to make yourself look good. There's nothing godly about that. There's nothing good that you're going to accomplish for your team by that. There's nothing good that comes from your customers for your customers by being just defaulting to that mindset. As a Christian business leader, you have one objective as it relates to leveraging power. And that is to see the lives of people be resurrected, to regard no one according to the flesh, as the Bible says, meaning we see the best in them. We see even more than they might imagine for themselves. Secondly, it restores, meaning the good that is in every single individual that could be accomplished in every project that could be shaped by innovation or by industry is sought after. We have the highest ideals when it comes to leveraging what God has given us. And we pursue the highest ideals. That's restoration. And lastly, we empower people, meaning we get out of the way. We give them our knowledge. We give them our skill sets. We give them our our resources, our agency, our finances to our team in order to help them be the best that they can be. That's what Jesus did. And that's what godly power looks like. Okay, so it is a lunch break, as which means there's some action. The first thing I want you to do is after this episode, I want you to get your heart in the right place. And this does not have to be a super spiritual moment, but I want you to ask God, is there any area in the business, in my business, in my management style, that defaults to control. And I want you to repent of that if he shows you something. Don't repent if he doesn't show you something. Maybe you don't have a control problem. Once you've identified, once the Holy Spirit has helped you identify what that area of over-control is, I want you to ask him for new vision. God, if I were to give up control in this area, How would your power, how would your life change it? What do you see possible? God is a God of vision, right? The Bible says without vision, people perish. 
if you give up control in an area, it does not become a black hole. He gives you vision, which means you're moving up the mountain, not down. He is going to give you a better perspective on how to leverage your skill set, your resources, your people in order to accomplish even better outcomes than you could have if you try to control the situation. I like to be in the habit of doing this, say, once a quarter. The reason being the business life cycle is in one part cyclical and in another regard, it's always changing. So I may need to practice, it may take some time for me to give up control and allow the spirit of God to help me make better decisions in a certain part of my entrepreneurial journey. At the same time, in the same regard, there are other parts of my business that are going to be new. New people are going to come in, new projects, new clients. And it's going to require me to refocus this desire to give up control in order that godly power can manifest itself in my life. And so there needs to be an ebb and a flow, a relationship to how I look at giving up control and letting the power of God do what it does best, resurrect, restore, and empower in the lives of other people. Okay, guys. This is Pierce Brantley. I am so proud of you all. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, if you like this episode, I would love it if you would leave us a review in your podcast app. Uh, it's not for me. It doesn't make me feel better, although I love to hear what you guys enjoy about the show. It does help other entrepreneurs who are on the same journey as you find the show. That's how the algorithms work. So if you would do me a favor and uh, leave a quick review, Whatever you think of the show, I would be very grateful. All right. Have a great week and think eternally. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and leave a quick review. When you do, it helps other entrepreneurs find this content and benefit from it too. See you next week.